don't know about you, I found this to be a really provoking experience this morning to hear those stories, to hear those songs, and then Mansur, to hear from you particularly. Thank you for your courage to get up and speak to us. Thank you. I want to ask you a question as I kind of begin my last little section. We're going to sing one carol to finish in a bit. I want to ask you this question. Would you choose to be a refugee? That's my question. Now, I don't mean that if you were in the specific situation that some people find themselves in, would you make the choice that they made? Because I don't think any of us are in a position to know what choice we would make or to make any comment on that. I'm not saying, was anyone's decision the right decision? That's not the question I'm asking. I'm saying, if you could zoom, zoom out and choose your life from the experiences that we've heard, would you choose to click your fingers and live your life as a refugee? Would you choose that? I'm going to put my hand up and say, I would not choose that for my life. And that is not controversial. That's not to dishonor the experiences we've heard about. I think that is to, to honor the experiences we've heard about. When I wrote my little card and went over there and pegged it on, I was not praying that more people would experience the things that we've heard about. I was praying that less people would experience the things we've talked about. And I wish that people had never had to experience those things. And I wish and I hope and I pray I never have to experience those things. It's not to dishonor the experience. It's to honor it and say, it's so hard. I, wouldn't, I wish that we wouldn't have to have that in our world. I wouldn't choose it. I don't know about you. But in our story, according to the readings that we've just had, there is a character in the Christmas story who could sit back and choose his life. And he chose. He didn't have his refugee status put upon him. He chose to experience this. And it's not Joseph. Joseph had it thrown upon him. It's not Mary. Mary's a new, new mum. Mary isn't choosing this to walk all that way. Mary's not choosing this. According to the readings we just had, there's one character who chooses it, and it's the baby. It's the baby. See, the Christmas claim is that the baby in the manger isn't just a baby, but as John said in uh, verse 14 in the reading, he is, the word became human. The word became human. That this little baby, wriggling little baby, existed somehow before he was a human. That there was a before he was. <laughs> he was the word. Now the word, that is a strange phrase, okay? It's an odd nickname. Is it like, I wouldn't want that nickname. Is it like, he's a big fan of Scrabble or something. The word now, the word, what that was, it's a Greek word that's logos, okay? And back in the day, people would have always been asking one another, what is the logos? What's the logos? Do you know what the logos is? What do you think the logos is? Oh, well, I don't know. What do you think the logos is? And the logos is essentially this. It's the meaning of the universe. It's the central thing of the universe. And it was a word used in common parlance all the time. What do you think it is? Oh, I don't know. This philosophy, this idea... Another way of thinking about it is if you uh, think of the universe as a wardrobe 
And there's that rail that you hang everything on. That's the logos, the thing upon which everything else rests, the central thing, the big idea. I like to think of it as the, the heartbeat of the universe, the thing that brings life, that all life comes from, the heartbeat. And John says that the, the word, the logos, the center of everything, the big idea, is not an idea, but it's a person. And he says that that word is the Son of God. He's a divine person, someone who was God, but yet who was with God. And we learn in the New Testament, he's talking about the Son, God the Son, the creator of everything, there for all time, the big guy who made it all, the word, the heartbeat, and all life comes from him. Now, what would you do if you were the central thing in the universe? What would you do if you were the son of God? I'd be sort of looking into the mirror of the universe, flexing my muscles, maybe spinning some planets on my fingers, just having a great time, you know, listening to music, you know, bring me more food, you know, just living in the good of my dream, powerful role. I'm the son of God. What does this son of God do? The center of everything. The word, the heartbeat becomes human. The next slide. Made his home among us. It says he chose to do that. He had it all. And he chose to come into the experiences we've been speaking about today. The author comes into the story. The playwright steps onto the stage. The architect walks in the front door, or rather is born in a cow trough. The word became human. And the claim here is that there's not only one mammoth journey in the Christmas story, as the Son of God has to be carried from Bethlehem to Egypt. The claim of Christmas is that the Son of God, to get to Bethlehem, had already been on a far greater journey that he'd crossed it all from heaven to earth to be born among us. That's displacement number two in the Christmas story. The Son of God from heaven to earth, born to be among us. Now, as I finish, I think there's one very obvious question that we must ask about this. If we've listened at all today, we've got to ask this question. It's a simple word, why? Why, if you were the king of the cosmos, why would you swap that role to be born, and not as a prince or a king, but as a refugee? Why? Why would you do that? And our second little reading that Lindsay did helps us from John chapter 3. Here's why. It says, God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. That's why Christmas happens. Is God the Father and God the Son determine we will do this to save the world. Now the Bible teaches that every single one of us, wherever we're from, is in need of rescue. I don't know if you knew that. I don't know if you feel that. That's what the Bible says, that each of us is in need of rescue. 
See, we were made to walk with the heartbeat of the universe, to walk closely with him, to have him at the center of our lives, to walk with him, to love him, to have him love us. He's the center of everything. He should be the center for all of us. But each of us have said, no, thank you. Now, some of us have done that really aggressively, like with our fingers up and wild, no, I will not have God in my life, no. Most of us have just quietly just shuffled back and just gone, I'm just not, no, just not interested. And the result of that is that all of us are now stranded far away from the heartbeat of this universe. We're stranded far away, we're stuck We're way off. If you like, we've gone on a journey away from our true home, and we're now far away. You might have felt that when you're sitting there being asked to reflect and pray. You might think, it just bounces off the ceiling. We're disconnected from the heartbeat. Now, could there be a way back? Some of us, for so many years, we've walked away. Could there possibly be a way back? I mean, he wouldn't want us now, would he? He wouldn't want us to come back to him now, would he? Look at all the things we've done, all the things that stand in the way between us and the heartbeat. He could never have us back, could we? There's too much water under the bridge. And here's the good news of Christmas. Do you remember I promised you your heart would flicker with hope and joy? Click it. This is where it's going to happen, I believe. The good news of Christmas is that we're far away. And the Son of God, the heartbeat looks in and says, it will cost me to become a refugee to go after him, to go after her. But I will do it because I love them that much and I want them back with me that much. And he chose, he determined to use all of his power to come into the world as a refugee to save you, though you're far away. Now, this changes all our ideas of God, doesn't it? You ever shout, where are you, God? No, he came in and after you. God, you're so distant. No, God came near at Christmas. God, is there anything more to life than this? Yes, he came in and he came after you. And if you say, God, there's too many things in the way. I couldn't come back to God. All the stuff that's happened between us, it would be awkward now. You know, this little baby, this little baby grows up. And 33 years later, he's all grown up, but he stoops even lower to die on a cross. And as he's on the cross, it's as if he says to God the Father, you know all the stuff that's going to be in the way between those guys coming back to you? You know all the stuff they've done? You know all the things that you hold against them? Don't hold it against them. Hold it against me on the cross. And Jesus takes the punishment for anything that could stop you coming back to your God. And he does it willingly. And he says, now if they just believe in me, they can, I can bring them home to God. That's the Christmas story. A second displacement. The Son of God come into this world for you. I'm going to invite the band up. And uh, in one and a half minutes... We're going to belt out our final carol with joy in our heart and hope in our mind. We're going to do that. But I just want to give a moment now, actually, for you to think about how you respond to this message. 
All that we've heard this morning, I want to ask you, how do you respond? And I think you might respond in one of three ways. The first way might be, thank you, Uh, I'm good. And I want to say to you, cool, thank you. So it's so good that you're here and you can be among us and think about this stuff as long as you like. No one's forcing anyone to think about anything. Just, it's great that you're here. Second group of people, you might think, I tell you what, I'm, I've been around this church for a little while. I'm beginning to wonder if this stuff might be true. Yes, my heart did, even though I didn't want it to, flicker with hope and joy then. But I'm not there yet, mate. I've got some questions. I want to say, great. Stick around. Come to be with us among the, the, through the Christmas season. Come back in January. Keep thinking. Keep asking your questions. Now, this isn't going to be for everyone, but I believe here that it's appropriate to give an opportunity I think there will be some who've been among our community for a while, who've heard a lot about this thing, and actually you've realized there's actually no reason that I couldn't just say, you know what, I want to come back to God now. And uh, I'm going to do something slightly brave. I'm actually going to say a prayer, and the ceiling's not going to fall in. We're all going to be fine, okay? And uh, if this isn't for you, that's fine. Just try and respect those who it might be for. But I think there might be some people here who want to say yes to that offer from Jesus and come back to where they're always meant to be and walk with their God. You want to become a Christian. You want to accept the offer. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to say this prayer. And what I want you to do, if that's you, is just quietly, no one will know, just in your heart or in your mind, say these words with me as I, or after them, after me as I read them out. And agree with this prayer in your heart. And you can come back to God. You can accept this offer. Is that okay? Let's just bow our heads for a moment. If this is not for you, that's okay. No one's forcing anyone. But an opportunity for those who know, I want to come home to God now. It's my prayer. God, I recognize I've walked away from you. Thank you, Jesus, that you came down to earth from heaven to find me. Thank you that everything that stands between us you dealt with on the cross and in your resurrection. Now help me to live closely with you. Amen. Amen. You can stick your heads up. If you prayed that prayer uh, and you want to come home to God, why don't you just make sure that you uh, mention that to someone so we can walk with you and support you. I'll be at the front. You can come and speak to me about that or just nudge those next to you and say, yeah, I kind of prayed that prayer thing. Um, And that's fine. Uh, Other than that, whether it's for you or not, I hope you can see that the Christmas message is full, brimming full of joy and hope. And uh, we're going to stand and sing a final carol to celebrate that now. So stand to your feet, and I'll hand over to these guys.